What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Four Corners Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Money Miles J, because when money talks, people listen. And today, I have a very special guest, an old acquaintance of mine from years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Queen. Say hello to everybody. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> All right, so um, for, for Queen, we we met or we've first encountered each other like years and years ago and we've just been cool ever since um from what i remember if i'm not mistaken from new york as well i mean from new york i'm in here in virginia and we just we just kind of clicked at one point yeah yeah <laughs> now i got to i got to get i like to get people to get interested in my and my guest because when you guys come on is it's going to be about you guys it's going to be about your viewpoints your opinions because that's why i have you up here so um give us a little bit of backstory like where you're from what you do what you currently doing okay well um i'm from new york and I was recently an assistant teacher, but due to the pandemic, I'm currently not working at all. So um, I pretty much just been living life traveling. Um, I'm an outgoing, adventurous city girl, so I love to be involved in things. I love to be around friends, and I just love to explore. <laughs> Shoot. See, now that's what I'm talking about. Going around, just having fun. You don't let anything hold you back. That's living life. Right. And yeah. now me, pers- now me, I used, I used to hang out with friends until I got older. And most of my friends either moved or just stopped talking to me. But on my sh- on my show, I used to talk about video games and everything like that. I was curious because I know there's like. There was one place in New York City. Um, I think it was kind of like Barcade and stuff like that. Um, did you ever grow up, or did you ever used to go to like arcades and fun parks and, and parks and stuff like that? Uh, arcades. I would go to them as a child. Yes. Um, as I got older, not not so much. <laughs> Man. Like so, let's so let's let's dive back in time. Let's let's dial back. I want to know, like, when you were younger. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you mentioned when you were younger. What was a typical Friday night? We'll say, we'll say, like maybe preteen, preteen years, maybe, maybe like um, middle school, elementary school. What was a typical Friday night? I mean, a typical Friday night, it was pretty much chill. Um, we didn't 
my family and I, I lived with my mother and my grandparents. Um, so it wasn't, I'm the only child, so I pretty much, you know, just come home from school, have a little snack. Um, Fridays, I did not do homework, so that was not a priority on my list. Um, but yeah, it was, Fridays was pretty much bonding time. Mm. I know a lot of families usually bond on Sundays, but Fridays was really like our bonding time. So we would just kind of like watch movies, or if it was like during the summer or springtime, my grandfather would um, drive us to City Island. That's a place that it's nothing but seafood restaurants, and it's, it's a really cool place. Um, but yeah, that was a typical Friday night for me. Mm. That sounds nice. I know, and I keep talking about me as well. I know my family, that was kind of like ours. Like, we would rent a movie sometimes. Like, we would we would rent a movie, possibly two video games or such. And we would sometimes either watch the movie together. All the kids would play games together. Like, Friday was really the time for us to, like, be together. And I'm glad to see that it's not just my family. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was your family and I'm pretty sure a lot of other families were like that too. Yeah. Um like I know my my podcast, we usually talk about video games and stuff like that. Did you ever play video games when you were younger? I did. Really? Oh. I had a That is incredible. Like, I still, I still have a PlayStation Two as well, but it's not currently running. I'm having some issues with it. I'm in the middle of. I'm kind of repairing it. It's one of the many, many projects that I have. But that is awesome that you have that. PlayStation Two had like a huge, huge library of video games, and the fact that it was backwards compatible, so you could play your PlayStation One games up there, was just a cherry on top. Like you got you got yourself an amazing system. Your grandfather sounded like an amazing man. Sure. So so PlayStation two, have you so did you play any you didn't play anything before that? You have you played anything after? Uh yeah, I played things after but it wasn't in my home. It would be with friends. Um, <laughs> shoot, so that's cool. Yeah, I want to, I, I want some game systems, but sometimes I just feel like, uh, being an adult now, I just have to dedicate so much time to other things, right. and it's hard to try to fit in <laughs> just playing video games. <laughs> shoot, it's amazing. It's amazing how some people they can find the time to do all that. It's really it's really difficult to have like a to have like a whole whole hour or three hours of playing video games and stuff like that. Because I've seen guys actually do like 
full Let's Plays of games. And they will run through the game for like a full three hours or four hours. I don't have I don't have that time that type of freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so so I'm I used to I used to love I used to love playing some of these games. They've evolved over time. Like there was so there was so much to it. Like originally it was just you know, you pick up you pick up a pair of sticks or you pick up the controller and you just keep moving forward, shooting a whole bunch of people, you know, killing the bad guys. Now games have evolved. They've become more story oriented. And they're kind of becoming more like art, where they're almost like a movie. And yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And I know one of the I know one of the games that um, really caught my attention a while back was probably, I think it was, um, what was it called? It was, because there was a few of them. There was Detroit Become Human, where it takes place in this futuristic time. I'm not sure if you've heard of it yet, but it's really good where the, where you have these assistant androids or whatever that are so lifelike. They they have personalities and so forth, and at some point they start to become sentient, where they have their own mind, and they fight so hard to become their own race, in a sense. And it's very, te- and it's very telling, and it's very reflective over some of the things that, not only some of the things that have been going on in the past, but some of the things that are going on in the present. In regards of, in regards of um, race relations and things like that, like it really touches on that. Um, has there ever been a game so that? What you, games are you playing like now, currently? Currently, I every so often I kind of mix it up. I like to play some platforming games. I'm trying to get Crash Bandicoot Four. Which came out a while oh, back. I wanted that too. For real? <laughs> yeah. I have. I, love, I was obsessed with that game. I used to have. I had just about every Crash Bandicoot game that came out. That game, <laughs> I've been I've been playing Marvel: The Avengers, which is okay. I wouldn't fully recommend it, at least not yet. I'm pretty sure they're doing a few more updates to it. I'm also doing. I'm also playing some VR games. I actually bought a VR headset on PlayStation. And I've been playing Beat Saber as part of my exercise. Like I like wow. I like a lot of action games. I like a lot of um um puzzle games. Not that many puzzle games, but I like a lot of action games and I like a few I like a few platforming games. <laughs> but I what I want to get I want I want there to be like a I wish that they made a remake of the original and I mean the very first Tomb Raider game because its anniversary is oh my god its anniversary is coming came up or it's come up I mean this would have been the perfect year to do it Tomb 
because it was three things that me and my sister used to love on the original PlayStation. That was Tomb Raider, Spyro the Dragon, and Crash Bandicoot. And speak speaking of, um, what I've been doing recently is I've been playing a lot of retro games. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that before, but I've been playing. I've been playing some of my old games that I grew up on as a kid because I, I had the Sega Genesis and I had Super Nintendo and I had the NES, the original NES. So my gaming goes way back. Um. Some of the games that I'm playing, I'm replaying the original Sonic the Hedgehog games on the Sega Genesis, and yeah, I still have it. I even got a Sega Genesis Mini, and I'm kind of, and what I'm doing is I'm kind of just preparing to do like a special, because both Sonic the Hedgehog and Streets of Rage are reaching their 30th anniversary this year. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think that Sonic the Hedgehog came out right near my birthday. Yeah, actually, yeah, it came out two day. It came out two days before my birthday, June twenty third, nineteen ninety one. Oh wow! And so, look at that. And so, perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> like so with with all this stuff flashing back, going going about, you know, just stuff that I grew up on and everything like that. Let's sw- let's switch it up. Like did you, did you used to watch like certain TV shows when you were younger? Like what did you used to watch? I know we all watched like something crazy. Uh I was one of the cartoons. <laughs> I'm still into my I'm into a lot of animated shows, animated movies. I will always have that inner child with me. That's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can you not? I mean, right. I mean, I still, I still watch Looney Tunes, and I mean the classic Looney Tunes. I still watch that. I still watch Rugrats from time to time. Cat Dog. I still watch, like. Believe it or not, I actually, I actually grew up watching Sailor Moon, and and I think that was one of the that was one of the first animes that I've ever watched. Did you ever watch it? Yeah, but I wasn't into it heavy. <laughs> um, what? Oh, what about Power Rangers? Oh, of course. <laughs> Saturday morning, I was just those were the best days. Yeah. Saturday morning cartoons and shows like you had a whole lineup of multiple cartoons that you could watch and that in that in those hours like it was just it was nothing like it but time went on you know we we're st- I'm still I'm be honest with you I got a fire stick so I'm going to constantly watch my classic cartoons. Oh, uh, what? So, what do you watch? What on TV are you watching now? Or what's catching your eye? Uh, so what I watch on TV has it's 
mainly relationship shows and what I mean by that is I don't know if you if you've ever heard of like Mary Bradford's site or like Ninety Day Fiance. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm very into shows like that mainly because uh they usually have counselors or therapists there that's like helping the couples out and that's kind of like what I want to do in my own field. So that's the reason why it intrigues me so much. Um, but aside from that, um, I do watch Good Girls. Um, there was a show, for some reason I cannot think of the name of it, but it had to do with the plane getting lost. Uh, Manifest. Um, what's the name of it? Manifest, is that it? Yes, manifest. Yes, manifest. Oh, I never got to. Wa- I never got to watch it, but it oh, just intrigued me. Definitely give it a chance. Give it a chance. I want to so badly. I'm gonna try and find it and take a look at it because when I first saw the trailer for it, I was instantly hooked. I wanted to see it, but I never got never got the time to watch it. It's worth it. <laughs> it won't let you down. <laughs> Sometimes I get in those moods where I want to binge old shows. Like, do you ever get those moods through? And which one? Like any show. Like if you've watched it before or you haven't, but you just you're in the mood to binge a show that you oh, yeah. either like love or you've always wanted to watch. Oh yeah, definitely. Shoot. Couldn't help, couldn't help it. Like there's, like there's a lot of shows that are like on Netflix that I usually binge watch, and then like I said, I binge watch some of my old shows as well. Like I can never, like there, like I'm trying to think of some because there's, there's a few that I, there's a few that I watch. I was surprisingly hooked on Bridgerton. I didn't expect to watch that. Everybody is hooked on that show. I didn't. I really didn't think that I was going to be interested in it at all. But I watched maybe. I usually give an. I usually give a show maybe one episode or two episodes. And after the second episode, if I'm not interested, then I'll just skip it, and then I'll just read a synopsis of it. But normally, what I do is I watch Bridgerton, and the very first episode caught my attention. Do you watch do you watch a lot of Netflix shows or is that pretty much like the only show you've been hooked on? Um, so far that's probably one of the only ones. I've been trying to I've been actually watching some anime mostly. And I've been binge watching that. Okay. <laughs> like there was um there was one show called God of High God of High School anime. And like it's it's very intriguing. The art style of it is amazing. It's it's very style it's very stylistic and it has an interesting story. It does it does get a little bit of confusing, but as long as you're watching each episode and taking it slow, you do catch on to it. Mm, okay. Um another show that was another show that I got hooked on, I wasn't interested in it at all, 
was One Punch Man. It's an, it's an anime as well. And I never I never thought I thought I never thought I would enjoy it because it seemed kind of stupid. There's a superhero who can defeat everybody with just one punch. Like how interesting can that be? But they really do make it more of they make it more of a comedy that he doesn't really have much of a um he doesn't have much of a challenge, so he kinda is lackadaisical. You know, he kinda just treats it everything like nothing. While there's serious threats out there and there's a whole bunch of other heroes and he's just like, Oh, okay. And if it, it frustrates me because like there's times when he has the perfect opportunity to just end all this craziness that's going on, but yet he's nowhere near or nobody nobody tends to call him or take him serious. But uh, that's kinda interesting to me. Yeah. I say like I said, with that one, like I said, give that maybe two episodes. If you can if you can, maybe the third episode, so that way you can get a real good idea of the entire premise. But by then you're gonna be laughing, you're gonna be enjoying it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Man. I feel like I enjoy shows more when I'm laughing. <laughs> Man. You know, laughter you know like they say, laughter is good for the soul. I think that I think that's what they're saying, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what they're saying. Yeah, laughter is good for the soul. So is singing. I think I think singing it singing and music is good. It helps you relax, helps you get all that excess um, carbon dioxide out of your body and, you know, you just, just really, you know, you just release it all, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Girl, you know you better watch out. Some guys, some guys are only about that thing, that, that thing. That thing, that thing, that thing. Hey, yeah. See, I got you. See, I got you singing it a little bit. <laughs> See, it's content- yeah, yeah. Like I grew up, I I had it had an interest in music since I was a child. Like I've been. I don't know if I don't know if it's the fact that I like attention or that I had a love for music in general. Um I know you are a little bit of a songbird as well, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong. But no, a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> you said you're not? I said a lot. A lot of a, it. A, a lot. A little bit. I thought I said a lot of it. <laughs> So, like, what got you interested in music? It got you interested in singing? Uh, well, I I grew up in a church, so I I started singing there. Um, and pretty much ever since then, I've I've, I've stayed and I've stayed, I've gravitated towards things where singing was involved. So, um. When I was in school, I did shows, I acted. Um, mm-hmm. When I went to college, I got into acting as well. Um, 
So, what? So, have you ever have you ever tried to, or has anybody ever tried to get you to record your own music? A lot of people ask me that, and I kind of get sad when they ask me because I had the opportunity to get in the studio and record some things. I write my own music, um, so I definitely have songs I can record, um, but. I haven't ever given it another shot. All right. You know, I'm... I should have just started focusing on other things, so... All right. You know, life life happens. Like, yeah. I, I personally... I used... When I was younger and I started singing, but I got interested in... I got interested in music back when I was a little kid because of my grandmother and her church and everything. But I never thought that I never thought that um I was good enough to record. So whenever anybody asked me, like, hey, I know somebody we could record you and all this other stuff, I never took them serious. So I just so I would always skip it until like I got into I got into high school. I started doing I started doing musical theater. I started doing gospel choir. I did concert choir. I did musical theater. I did a little bit of everything. And when people would tell me like how good I was, I could never hear it. So like when I when I heard myself on a recording, I hated it, and everybody else loved it. I just never had any confidence in my own self in regards of like singing and stuff like that. Why do you think that is? Not sure. I always felt like I was my toughest critic because I always felt like, you know, I could always do better. Um, nobody really gave me. I never really had that that validation that hey, you sound just fine. You sound good. Um, my grandmother, my grandmother, she would she would love to hear me sing no matter what. So I never really thought. I never really thought much about it. My my dad for instance, when I heard him ask me, like, ask me about when I, when I started singing, because my great-grandmother, when she was alive, um, used to like hearing me sing as well, and he was asking me, like, who told you that you could sing, and I always hate it when people say that, like, what do you mean? Like, the way that he said it, and it just kind of just Drop my confidence completely hearing him say that. Like, so it kind of stuck with you ever since then. Yeah. But it was, there was one moment that I had where I was singing, getting ready for a, getting ready for a talent show at school. We were I had put I had put this song together and I had them and I had the dance routine and everything down 
for me and a friend of mine and my friend, he just never showed up. He didn't call and say that he wasn't showing up or give me any info. So I had to improvise. One of my one of my classmates who plays the piano, I was asking him to sing to play to play Knocks Me Off My Feet by Stevie Wonder. And I wanted to make sure that I I wanted to make sure that I knew the song and I could sing it at the right pace. So I'm in the I'm in the choir room and we have everybody that's singing that sounds amazing. They're stra- some of the people that are dancers, they're stretching, getting themselves ready. Everybody in there is so very talented and getting themselves ready. And here I am by the piano while he's playing. And nobody's paying me any mind. So I start I start practicing, I start singing, and while I'm singing, I just happen to notice that everybody went quiet while I was singing and was watching me and listening to me. And they were all just amazed by me singing. And that was the moment where I had validation that, hey, I can sing. I do sound good. But beyond, but then when it came down to when I was supposed to get on the stage, the person that was supposed to play for me, he was nowhere to be found. So I pretty much, I just pretty much just shut down while I was up there. I kind of got, because I had no idea what I was supposed to do. I didn't have a tape. I didn't have any playing. I couldn't do anything. So I was just, I just felt like, okay, yeah, I'm stuck. So my confidence, my confidence went way up and then it just dropped back down. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. But um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break right here. Uh, we'll be right back. And we're going to continue on with Miss Queen. All right. So, so we talked about music. We talked about video games. Like, we're hitting, we're hitting all the corners. Next thing up is movies. Like, what type of movies are you into? I love them all. I love them all. I love horror movies, horror and actors are my top two. Um, after that is fantasy, science fiction, adventure, um, comedy. Mm-hmm. I'm not so much of a romance movie head, but it, it depends on what the movie is about. Mm. What about you? Um, I love, I like, act. I always like action movies. Action movies all the way. Um, I do love, I do love comedy movies. Um, comedy dramas. I, I used, I used to hate horror movies when I was younger. I used to never, I used to never like them that much, but when I was younger, like, I slowly got into them, because my sister and I used to watch stuff like, um, Tales from the Crypt, which was, like, horror comedy, so, so it was through that, and thing, and little kid, little kid horror stuff, like, like the Goosebumps books, and the Goosebumps show, Are You Afraid of Dark, yeah, and I, I need to go back and watch a few episodes of those anyway. But I kind it was because of those I got into horror films. 
and I got really interested in like the history of horror and I just really started to I just really started to enjoy horror. Um so horror, comedy, action, um sometimes drama. Um I never liked romance movies, never. I used to hate I used to hate them. I used to get dragged to them from time to time. Um I, Yeah. The one thing that I hated about horror movies the most was the fact I mean not horror movies, but I'm sorry. But rom rom coms as they're called is the fact that they follow the same exact formula. You have somebody that's that's um either like a fish out of water in some kind of way, either they're the kind of dorky or they're a workaholic or they or something like that. They meet the person of their dreams, like this dream person. And then circumstance happens where they ended up where they end up getting together. They things don't seem things don't seem to work. It's a little awkward. Then they start falling for each other. Then all of a sudden, there's this big misunderstanding, and it's and it, and I, you can watch it in every movie. There's a big misunderstanding, and then they break up for a while. Then all of a sudden, there's this mad dash near the end where they forgive each other or realize it's a misunderstanding, and then they make up, and then it's a happy ending. Every single one is like that. Every single one. They even have, and they even make rom comedy rom coms for, for win for winter time for you know Christmas. They call them they call them snowmans. They call they they actually call them snowmans movies, and they're all over Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel, and like you can find a whole genre. You can find a whole genre. And you can find like a huge list of it. Like there's there's some movies that are like almost the exact same carbon copy, and I'm thinking like how many times can you play the can you film the same exact movie? Oh man, I'm sorry. I just went. I had to go on that rant. I really don't. <laughs> like, it's, it's it started because it started because like I used to, because I used to watch because when I was younger, like in the nineties and early two thousands, they used to be everywhere. You know, like um, like American, well, like American Pie, which was more comedy than anything. Um, what was the other movie? Uh, she's all that. Then there was Saving Silverman and all this other stuff. Like they were just all over the place. Get over it or get over her, whatever it's called. Like they were just everywhere, and I got so sick of them. I had my, I had my, I had a lifetime full of them throughout the entire two thousands. Like the lies again. Yeah. Whew, man. Um. But anyway, like, 
nowadays, like we we have like everything digital now. Everything is digital from our money to to our movies and our shows, you know, streaming stream movies. Nothing's physical anymore. Um, do you still do you still or have you ever purchased like DVD collections of either your favorite movies or TV shows? Yeah, uh, in the past couple of years, definitely not. But um, if there's a show that I absolutely love, I will 1,000% go into that side, go on, and definitely pick it up. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not ashamed. I, I'm not against that at all. Yeah, yeah I, I really feel like there's going to be a point where, like, I know I use my internet for work, but I know there's going to be a point where I'm not going to have internet and I won't be able to access that large library of digital movies and stuff like that. So I have my DVDs. I have I have all that ready to go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So do you. So what was some. So we'll go by genre to genre. Um. What are some of your favorite movies in each genre? Um, I'll start up. I'll start off with like horror. We could both talk about that. Uh, a lot of it's okay. So I have mixed feelings with the horror genre, mm-hmm. um, mainly because there aren't that much uh, good horror movies mm-hmm. around. Um, they basically focus around jump scares. Um, I do like the ones that are based on a true story, even though, you know, those movies aren't 100% true. Right. Um, I do tend to like those more than others. Um, let me see, a favorite horror movie of mine? I don't know. I don't really have... Okay, a favorite horror movie of mine would probably be 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts? (laughs) That scares the living shit out of me. Like, that has... I just, I don't know what it is. That movie has gotten such a cult following. Like, it's... Like, it's so interesting. Like, I didn't... When I first saw it as a kid... I like when it first came out. I wasn't interested in it because I don't know. I just didn't think it was going to be that scary, or because I saw that it was PG thirteen, and I just thought it was just weird. And I saw like the first scene, and I was freaked out by it. Um, my uncle actually had that on. My uncle actually had that on DVD. And, and like, when I saw it, I just thought it was insane. Oh, shoot. One of the movies that I actually enjoyed, I can't say it's a favorite of mine, but I actually liked um, Tales from the Hood. I actually kind of enjoyed it because even though even though it was a little silly with the effects sometimes, but I just thought that it was, it told some interesting stories. And there were and there were comeuppance stories in a sense, where where like um 
where like this guy who where this one where this um guy who's like a politician he gets beaten to death or beaten up by these racist cops and then the other then the black cop doesn't do anything to help when they they pump full of drugs and then make it seem like he committed suicide after he died the black cop he ends up he ends up lo- um leaving the forest and he and he um he tricks he kind of gets he gets told by the guy by the politician's ghost to bring them to his grave and then that's when he starts extracting his revenge on all of them he even extracts his revenge on the on the black cop too in a sense he doesn't kill him but he makes him go crazy don't know how why or whatever why well, I know why because he should because it's a story of it's a story of when you should when you should help when you need when you sh- you should help when it's needed not when it's too late you know it kind of told that type of it kind of told that kind of story there was the there was a few others uh, one of the other with a little kid and him saying that there's a monster in his home that's that attacks him that's why he has bruises when the monster is actually his his um stepfather um there was then there was the then there was the um the whole like it was just it was just really interesting the way that they did the social the commentary of it I just thought that that that's why I liked it. It still had the scares mm-hmm. and everything like that, but it really did. It was really interesting. Really told a great story of of the commentary of African Americans nowadays. Well, not nowadays, but even actually, yeah, it it's pretty much even now today too. But yeah. Um, another, another, I'm trying to think of another, like there was, there was quite a few horror movies, um, Freaky that had came out recently. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. What's the name of it? It's called Freaky. It's, it's about, no. it's with Vince Vaughn, um, Vince Vaughn and this, who's this killer her and him and this him and this girl actually trade bodies and while he's in the girl's body he starts he starts killing other people and stuff it's pretty good like it's a it's a horror comedy it's made by the same guys who made the um movies happy death day and happy death day to you oh okay i actually uh, saw the, the trailer for that movie i know what about <laughs> yeah those it's worth check. Trust me, it's worth checking out. I actually, I actually watched it twice. It was pretty good. Um, there's a lot of good horror comedies. I don't entire. I don't like the horror movies that they have um, nowadays, like you said, because, like you said, it's just jump scares. And to me, jump scares aren't really scary. They're startling because anybody can just play a whole bunch of loud noise. And lights and stuff. Anybody can do that. To build up suspense to something. And truly build it up. And you get terrified when it's revealed. That takes work. I think the 
the movies that are more so scary are the ones that kind of creep you out mm-hmm. more so than give you a jump scare. Right. Like. There was, um, I think it was like the Paranormal Activity movies. There was one Paranormal Activity, and I and I don't like those either. The only one that I did like was probably the first one. But I think it was the third one or the second one. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was the third one. There was only one scene in there that I truly enjoyed. That was when there was, it was a scene in the kitchen where the knife kind of just went up to the ceiling. And the thing is, you don't see the knife fall down or anything like that. It just it just flies up to the ceiling. And the entire time, you're waiting to see what happens. If it's going to come down and hit somebody or anything like that. And there's a time, there's a small, there's some time that passes. And you're still worried about that knife. And then when it finally, then when it finally comes down, like you kind of just, you kind of just take a deep breath. Like, oh, like that's, that's kind of scary. That's building up. I agree. Like I said, that was the only scene throughout the entire series that I actually enjoyed. I thought that the first, I only thought that the first one was okay. I didn't, I never really liked any of them. I just thought the first one was okay. But movies nowadays, they just... Have you seen Hereditary? Hereditary? I have not. Um, Have you seen it? How is it? It's definitely creepy. Those movies, I like those type of movies because when you watch it, you may not necessarily understand exactly what's going on. You have to really like dive deep into your thinking in order to understand and make several connections to understand um, why it's happening or make sense of the movie in general. Hmm. Okay. I might have to check. I might have to check that out this weekend. So, yeah, give it a try. All right, so um, let's see. What about comedies? What are some comedies that you like? Just gotta have in your collection. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Let me see. Comedies. There was. Uh, this movie I've seen a couple of years ago. It, it's called Let's Be Cops. I'm not sure if you've heard of it or seen it. Oh, I've heard of it. But that movie was just—it was just completely funny. It was—it was so funny to me. Uh, I laughed in the entire movie, and it just did everything for me. I could watch that movie over and over. Step Brothers, definitely. <laughs> Gotta have stepbrothers. I love Will Ferrell. He's just he's, he's hilarious. <laughs> um, let's see what the comic comedy means. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 
Yeah, I don't really have, like, a lot of comedy movies off the top of my head. <laughs> and that's cool. But, yeah. When it comes to me, I'll make mention of them. But what about you? Um, For me, um, just about any, like you said, almost everything with Will Ferrell in it. Um, I gotta, I gotta jump all the way back. I mean, I got, I guess I'll probably. Friday, you can't forget Friday. Oh yeah, Friday. You gotta have Friday up there. Gotta have Friday and next Friday. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah. Anything, just about <laughs> any comedy movie with Robin Williams. Like, he was in just about every movie that I was, every movie that we had as a kid. Um, the fifth out. I don't know. The fifth element doesn't count as a comedy. I'll we'll jump back to that. That's more of action. Um, shoot, I have a whole bunch of them. I actually have, actually have a DVD collection of different movies. And Harlem Nights was a good movie. Believe it or not, I only seen Harlem Nights one time as a kid, and. I haven't seen it again, and I never got a chance to watch it. Oh wow! I heard. I mean, I I remember as a little kid. I remember it as a little kid, but not that much because you know I was I was a little kid and I barely remember some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh shoot. Let's see. Let's see. The Rush Hour movie is definitely a must-have. Oh, yes. All, for me, all three. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But nothing beats the first one, though. Of course. Of course, you can't beat the original. I just think that... I don't know. I just think that there was such a... That they synchronized so well within the first one. And they did good in the second one. The third one, there was something a little off. I don't know what it was, but there was something... That threw that one off compared to the others. I'm not saying the that. Third one? Yeah, I'm not saying that the third one was bad. It's just that it felt it felt different than the others. You know? It was because you know Chris Tucker went on his little. Uh, he changed. He basically changed as a person, and he you know he changed as an actor. Yeah. He didn't want to. Chris is my stupid thing that he used to do or say. Right. I feel like that changed the dynamic of the of that movie. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And yeah, because the first, because in the first one, yeah, he was cussing way too. He was cussing a lot in that one. The se- yeah. The second mm-hmm. one, second one, he he was cussing, but he he was cussing, but he was slowly toning it down. Yeah, I'd see. But like, there was oh, oh, and Jackie Chan movies, of course. Like, what are some of your favorite Jackie Chan movies? If you've ever watched, I know, I know you've watched them. <laughs> um, I Shanghai Moon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. Oh yes. I enjoyed that one. Um, 
Um, we already talked about rush hour. Um, aside from Shanghai, they, I think it was like what was it, two or three movies? It was Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Noon. Yeah, Shanghai with Sh- Owen Wilson. Yeah, Shanghai Night. Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights, and they were working mm-hmm. on a, they were working on a third one, believe it or not. Oh really? Yeah. Um. It was you know you got Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights, and then the third one was going to be called Shanghai Dawn. Uh. I'm not sure what's going on with it, but but like. I thought that, you know, one more would have been fine. Yeah, it would have been. But, you know, sometimes um, when we have these good movies, when we have a good movie, the directors love to carry it on, like, forever and ever. And sometimes I just feel like they need to know when to stop, like, enough is enough. Yes. I think that... Honestly, think that one there's one film series in particular that I thought went on way too far, way too long, and just screwed itself yeah, over. I wonder if you're thinking about what I'm thinking. What are you gonna say? I was about to ask you first. You're the guest. <laughs> no, that's not fair. <laughs> you're the guest. Ladies first. Okay, Transformers. That was the not Transformers. Sorry, not Transformers. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Wrong one. I was not thinking Transformers. Um, <laughs> too fast. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! Because I had, believe it or not, I actually had three. I was gonna say trans. I was gonna tra- say Transformers. But what I was gonna say was the Resident Evil movies. Like, Resident Evil, what? Yeah, they. No way. Yes, 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 yes. Fast and Furious takes the cake for that. Well, yeah. Not Resident Evil. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Fast and Furious, they have what nine movies? Working on ten or eleven? Like, yeah. I I can't remember how many That's there insane. are. Yeah, like they have eight. Yeah, they're working on the ninth one, and then they're working on, and then they're working on the tenth one as well. Resident Evil. They've had the thing was like, I think that I disliked Resident Evil more because I was a fan of the games. Uh, okay. I, now. Now, now here's how it was because when I first started watching it, the very first uh, Resident Evil movie, I actually thought was pretty good because it did replicate some of the game. It didn't follow it, and to me, it didn't have to follow it. It just had to give. It just had to give the same feel of it, and it did. But then when the second one, the second one came along, it seemed like one of those regular generic. Um, zombie movies, and I was still okay with that because you know, hey, it's all right. But they made Alice to be this super hu- this superhero, and all these other characters like Jill Valentine, and who was a, who was one of my favorite characters in the game next to Chris Redfield. Well, Claire Redfield, I meant Chris. He was okay. He was. I only knew about him because of the first game, 
But his sister Claire, I actually enjoyed. Leon S. Kennedy, who was in the second game, I really enjoyed. And all he did was just take those characters and just put them in put them in the movie and stripped them of all of their personality and just made them bland and generic. They make them competent. What it was in the second movie, I'll start off with that as an example. Jill Valentine was the primary hero in the second movie, and she was kind of a badass. She she was smart. She was intelligent. She knew how they worked. She knew what to do. And then when Jill, then when Alice came into the movie, came was introduced into the group. All of a sudden, she had to be she had to be the main hero. Alice. Alice was the one that was pretty much like the main hero. She was the one that had to be the badass. And Jill Valentine, she was pretty much taking a step back. And she didn't do anything interesting. One scene that I thought was in particular was when she found when they found the little girl that they were looking for. She had set off the gas in the area for because those um dogs were coming. And then right when she was about to about to um blow up the place with, with a set of matches. All of a sudden, it goes out, and then all of a sudden, there's Alice standing right there, and she just happens to be smoking a cigarette, and she just flicks it in there, and then all of a sudden, she take, she literally takes the shine away from her. That's what she did the entire film series, and part and don't get me wrong, part but part of me feels like it was because she was the wife of she was the eventual wife of the of the director. I'm, I, you know, I I don't want to I didn't want to say it but but like I felt like that's what it was it was in his mind like this character I started like she is just this she's just this badass hero and nobody else can be nobody else can be competent and then in the fourth I think it was the fourth one in the fourth movie they took away her powers that she had apparently and then she was still she was still superhuman. She was still able to do superhuman stuff for some reason. I don't and then they gave her powers right back at the at the end of the next movie. But and it's it's like did she lose them at all? She really didn't. And it was just so many issues with it that I was just so whew. there was the there was the third movie where they said that 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 rivers and lakes and dried up and everything and the planet they said that the planet became a desert. But then in the next movie, they said, Oh no, it was just it was just in the US where it became like desert like. And they said that the disease had spread in Japan and all these other places. So yeah, that's understandable. But then in the fifth movie, they said, oh, no, it really didn't spread that far into Japan and all the other places. They actually just faked it and sent it to other countries to make them think that that this thing is becoming. And I'm like, this is unnecessary. This is stupid. They change up. They change up certain things in the, the next movie to ignore the last movie, but save certain things from other movies. And it just became a huge mess. And then the final chapter, the last, they labeled it the final chapter and they left it kind of open-ended for another movie when yeah. they know that it wasn't, yeah. when they know it was going to end. <sighs> Whew. 
Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, I had to let that all out. Ooh. But, ooh, yeah. My thing is, like, at least with the Fast and Furious movies, they don't ignore things that happened in the past. But we'll find out in the next one because apparently one guy that was dead in one of the other movies is alive now. I just, and I personally think that they should have ended it at seven. Fast and Furious? Yeah, with Fast and Furious. I'm sorry. I jumped back to the Fast and Furious. But yeah, Fast and Furious, they should have ended it at 7. Even that was kind of pushing it. But I just felt like that was the best ending. When Paul Walker died, the series should have died. I can't keep up with those. You said what? I said I can't keep up with those. Yeah. Yeah, the time timelines are all over the place. Alright. We're gonna take one more commercial break. We're gonna be right back. And you guys stick around with us. Alright, so right now we've been running kinda running kinda long with this. So we're gonna kinda wrap this up. What I want to know, Queen, I really, I first off, I appreciate you being up here and joining me, joining us, and having a good time with this. So, is there any way where some of my listeners can catch you, like Instagram, Twitter, or anything like that? Uh, well, they can find me on Instagram at queenlivexpedition. I do not have a Twitter. I'm currently working on that. And that's about it. All right. All right, perfect. So I'll go ahead and have that in the description so you guys can go ahead and follow her. You guys can always follow me on Twitter at MilesJ, on Instagram at MilesJ as well. You can add me on PlayStation Network, Miles hyphen J, that's J A I. I'll be on. I'll be on YouTube as well. Type in Miles J. Sadiq. That's M-Y-L-E-S-J-A-I-S-A-A-D-I-Q. You will find my live streams. You're going to find some more videos that I'm going to be posting up. So, guys, stick with me. Stay tuned. And I can guarantee you I will not let you down. So, Queen, before you go, just want to know if you could do like a little bit of a soundbite for me. You know, just mention your name. And let them know what podcast they're listening to. This is Kuna, and you are listening to Four Corners Podcast. All right, perfect. And and I also wanted to know, like, would you ever be willing to come back for another episode? Of course. <laughs> All right. So once again, signing out. This is. This is Money Miles J because when money talks, people listen. I thank you guys for checking us out. And in the meantime, be well, stay safe, and take care.